another installment of Let Us Be Idiots with your host, Matteo Pascali. There's a lot to unpackage to the episode you're currently listening to. First off, I have to address who Matthew Silver is. The best way that I can think about it is recycling content from I did uh, last summer, the summer of 2022, when I interviewed Matthew Silver about his um, infamous legendary status of New York City. So I'm going to rip the audio from the video function of that, the extra content I uploaded at the time a year ago, instead of the audio format. Whatever. I'll inform you by playing the ripped audio of the interview I did with him for Let Us Be Idiots in the summer of 2022. So I'm going to let that rip right now and play for itself. Okay, welcome. Uh, I'm finally here with uh, Matthew Silver. Um, and I wanted to thank you for you. You came to my show last week at Fiction Brooklyn. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was a good show. Thank you. So I was like, I'm really in- in- interested to explore, like, what, what what are you doing with your transition from, like, what you were formerly doing to now, like, comedy? Um, you, you know, you just go from one thing to the other. I'm just, like, uh, same... Energy is just release the enlightenment or whatever. Okay. Um, if you don't know like what Matt has done in the past, um, I'm gonna be inserting a clip here to demonstrate. Excitement. Well, you know, the sun came out, so you know, I'm feeling good. Very close. Alright, man. Alright. You too. Have a beautiful day. Getting back to the issue now, um, you've done uh, that. Which is a, I would say, street performance art. Yeah, I guess, I guess you could call it, yeah, street performance art, art, fart. Uh, okay. Yeah, you, know, you know the thing is, is, is I, uh, I have trouble identifying with any of this anymore. Oh wow. But I, I have, the same need, the human need to just unleash the soul and. Do my best to heal the world with whatever I'm doing, whether it be comedy uh, or awkwardness, drama, or okay. You, you know, know, we're we're performers. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You any, I'm saying you got an, a lot of success over the years. Uh, well, I became a meme. I know a lot of people. I mean, are. that's not like it's it's just like. Here's a meme that a lot of people saw. It's in a box. Yes. You know, people seen it, and then you know you can. As the individual, I I kind of got stuck in that box, okay. and I've been trying to escape the box. But 
Seems like I've been trying to break free from, at a spiritual level, I'm trying to break free from the mind, from the mm-hmm. body, from our ex- external experience, which, which in a way is uh, what we're all doing. We're, we're trying, you know, in a way, like, where's our sanity? Where's our inner peace while it's within? So, I, you know, I'm trying to find the um, in- Your remembrance. Sorry. Your enlightenment, you would say? I'm trying to remember my enlightenment. Okay. You know, like a a while ago, um, I think it was maybe two years ago, I had on this podcast a very successful artist in galleries, and he told me that he did a collaboration with you or saw you at a gallery once do something. Did You you did gallery gallery work with your performance stuff ever? Um... G- gallery uh i don't remember you know people have taken pictures of me on the street and yeah they they put me in their in their gallery as part okay. of their work but um i i did maybe a few years ago i did i did perform in a gallery did a performance yeah he, he said he referenced you on the on the show that you did there I, i'm just seeing if it's true oh uh, yeah yeah it was a while ago but okay. yeah yeah i performed at a art gallery that's good. You've done it often just once. I must have did it like uh, happened like five times. But, okay, but that happened like I had another life. This is a new life, so I I, I got I got yeah yeah. You're always changing as a person. We we yeah, yeah, we all are yeah. yeah that's on that clock changing right. Oh, you don't even know where I was before here. W- where were you? Very dark place. Very oh. dark. Oh, sorry to hear. That. It's fine. It's fine. I'm, I don't ever want to go back to that. I, I totally understand yeah. that. I don't want to go back back to that. But then, lo and behold, universe smacks you in the face. I don't, I don't know why. Why? Why? So what was your main reaction when Disney's Pixar, uh, I think, Souls parodied you or copied you? Or My first reaction was, eh, whatever. They, they didn't really s- steal my image or whatever. Okay. And then, and then there was. I was getting more emails, and so I looked into it more, and I said, eh, "Kind of, look." But the 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 voice is very different. Very different. Um, the face is narrower. So I wasn't gonna. But people kept saying that should be, and I was like, "Well, maybe I should." Fuck the corporation, you know. Fuck Disney. Fuck the corporation. Fuck Pixar. Not the artists, you know. Yeah. You could potentially sue. They're loosely. Well, I, I, I made a statement on my Instagram, and the lawyer said I'll work pro bono. Wow. Which is free. And yeah. He, he talked to Disney for almost eight months, and then obviously it's Disney, nothing. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. You know, you, they, they're a team of lawyers. They took down a wall of a preschool for having like Mickey Mouse unlicensedly painted there. Bullcrap. Okay. Disney's brutal. No, a lot of people have said that in media. Like a yeah, ton. They, t- they took down a wall because, you know, they were using them. Yeah. They're using me. They're like, we we can. Yeah. It's not. You, you know what it is? It's very weird. Double-sorted. It's double-sorted because it's public domain. I was out on the street. Yeah. But what I did find out, I found an Instagram post of the character designer yeah and he posted the original inspiration was matthew silver i figure i think it makes sense the film takes place in the city 
Yeah. New York, yeah. Yeah, and that, I mean, it was on uh, 7th and 14th yeah. Street. I was performing at 14th and... They inverted it. Uh, Union Square. They they were... It, it was weird that it was too yeah. close. You know what I yeah, mean? I'm, I know. I'm saying they inverted it in a certain way, characteristically. Yeah. So uh, They know what they're doing. Oh, uh, no. Of course they do. Anyway. So, um, your future comedy, where do you see yourself? Like, these... You, you, I, I see myself at a moment where I'm going to do a performance that's going to enlighten me and it's going to enlighten the world. Okay. I, that that's my um my goal. But then, you know, the back the back the the survival goals is yeah. like I get a regular income from performance. I I mean, what everybody's performance dream, you know. You yeah. get a regular That's why I was so angry with Disney like they couldn't spare like a few thousand dollars, you know. I have a question about that. You have a ton of views on social media. Oh, uh, any of it monetized? Uh, very, very little. Wow. I, I mean, I'm, I must have over the years. I must have got at least ten thousand dollars. That's interesting. Not, not a lot, but that's very interesting. I mean, I'm lucky that I got some money. No, I, I agree. No, I'm just thinking, like your videos, even your newest ones this week, get like tens of thousands. The views. Yeah. Well, I, I did the uh, Instagram allows you, like, I, I got, like, so far I'm getting, like, uh, $80. Okay. So it's not not garbage, big, but it's something. It's interesting. Something. Like, do, you, do you all tweet? Do you use Twitter? What? I, I, have, I looked at a lot of your social media. I couldn't really find you actively on Twitter. Do you tweet? I have a Twitter account. I, I rarely use it. That's what I thought. thought yeah. Is there like a preference over the visual versus the written for internet stuff for you? What do you mean visual? Like uh, Instagram, like uh, photos, videos versus like, like an kind of like a like a eye catching tweet with just language. What do I prefer to? No, 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 show no, no, no I'm not like I, I know there's a preference, but like uh, like if you were to start a Twitter, which you don't, yeah. but like, what is draws you more to video than like a tweet for for one random post? I have to say. What, what are you asking? To like, like if you if you make if you have something in mind, yeah, like a, like a potential idea. Since so like in the end, to choose between writing it in a tweet or putting it on an Instagram, why would you um, not decide for once putting it as a word? Are you going to the pushing yourself? Um. Well, I I I'm not good with writing. Okay. Okay. Well, you I, can just do memes on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, you could do video on Twitter. As yeah, well. yeah, memes. Yeah, yeah. You can like double your net worth of followers. Yeah, I mean Twitter's. I guess it's g- coming back. Not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's at least something you're. Aw- I'm aware of. I guess. Oh, okay. So you've been doing uh, the street stuff for how long? How many years? Shit. Uh, t- two thousand five. Roughly fifteen years. Yeah. A little bit more, actually. Yeah. Like 18. Yeah, shit. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring it like that. No, it's, no, it's okay. Anyway, it's what you did. Um, in general, were there any, like, like I know you got teamed up with Justin Bieber. How did that shit happen? I I'm, I was just out of my Oh, I that. didn't I didn't team up with Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber saw the, um, the, the video, and he said... Uh, I don't know people on meth or something. Okay, that's that's kind of like an obvious criticism or ad hom. Right, right. He's just he's just having fun with no, his I account. Know, I agree. Yeah. 
No, but it is a basic kind of thing that like criticize like on face value. It doesn't dig deep. Exactly. The original video was 2014. Yeah. It was criticized as uh, I was mentally insane, I was on drugs, or I was homeless. Okay. There was nothing like performance artists. And it, the, probably the reason it went viral is because people thought the guy was mentally insane. Okay. But I, I did not... I as I as When I perform or cr- go act crazy on stage or what... I'm I'm just being myself, you know. It definitely shows. Yeah, but people people will criticize yourself as being on drugs or. We live in a world. We live in this world where you. It's very difficult to for one individual be themselves. It is very true. I well aware of it. The listeners of this podcast know me. Yeah, yeah. I notice you don't do that many podcast interviews. Uh, well, you know, I, I guess I do one every few months. Okay. I mean, I, I've been looking. I couldn't really find any, like, big ones. Uh, why? Well, I, I mean, what do you mean big ones? Like, like, like a following. Anywhere from, like, a thousand to, like, higher. Oh, I, I don't know. Just... Okay. I mean, they're, they're on YouTube. But... I've seen... No, I've seen those. Okay. And, um, and uh, at one point, you teamed with Adult Swim, right? Well, I didn't team up, but uh, the guy who did this show called Off the Air, yeah, he contacted me because he just edits all a collage, yeah, of, r- random stuff, yeah, yeah. You've seen it, yeah. I watch it, yeah. All right, and then um, he asked me, you know, a contract, and I was able to get a thousand dollars, and he asked the filmmaker and and me, and and he just put it on the, uh, Adult Swim Air, yeah, Off the Air, Off the Air, yeah. Did you get residuals from that at all, or still, or just just a thousand dollars? Okay. I mean, I I have to. You, it's it's important to be on SAG because then you could get residuals. Yeah. And, yeah. Interesting. No, I was just like I I vaguely remember you on um I s- remember an off the air, but I also remember you in an Adult Swim documentary they uploaded. And I don't know if I'm blending the two together. There was like an, there was like an Adult Swim documentary they put just to YouTube. Well, if I was in a documentary, I'm not aware of it. They okay. Didn't, they didn't tell me. You know what? Uh, do you know Rick and Morty? Yeah. Well, the, I I visited their studio in Atlanta, Georgia, and w- we did like a live stream because they were doing live stream shows, but it wasn't as popular or whatever. Okay. And um, about like a year later, they because they, they were talking about doing Rick and Morty all the time. Yeah. They were, the, I met the producer who's... On top of Rick and Morty, and 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 I think they 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 because there's this one. Have you seen Rick and Morty? Oh, all of them, all of them. So there's this one character. Um, he he lives in Fairyland. Oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And he a lot people. of people said it looked like me, and I never made a complaint. Okay. It inside it 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 kind of made me angry. Now that you say that, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And, and, and it, you know, I didn't say it was me, but people said it was me. So when Disney did it, that's, I decided to get yeah. mad. But I was, I was, I was very angry at like Adult Swim. They, they, they took me and they said I ate children, ate children, and um, humped the the crazy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. The, the flip- in a way, I was angry in a way, but that's also I, you can laugh at that too. No, you can. 
I find the Adult Swim thing to be way more cringier than the Disney thing. Well, well that's obvious. The Disney thing, they sh- I felt like it, it was clearly you more than Rick and Morty. I didn't even think of Rick and Morty until you brought it up. So, like, the Disney thing, they should at least for you some change. Yeah. Yeah, well, the thing is, I, I got to let it go like I it know. never happened. I know. I got to move forward. I, I, that's the only way to be in this world. Be in this world, maintain creativity. I, I totally agree. Creativity I, makes me happy. Creativity makes yeah, us happy. It right? does, yeah. No, I was re- I was really appreciative of you showing up my show. I, I know I, it's not because of the internet fame. I just thought it was funny that a guy like you who's been in so much like weird entertainment stuff I watch, uh, like uh, off the air, the Vice documentary we did on you. Yeah. And like, oh, you, this guy's showing up. It, like, it, it says something I think about me. Well, it it's um. It's a good venue. Yeah. Uh, you had a good cast of characters. Thank uh, you. you. I mean, Mia was supposed to be there, Chris Conti, and then I knew Dan um, Dan Wicks. Yeah. No, two of, the, two of the guys had to cancel because the yeah. uh, union job called them. Yeah. Whatever. That I'll, I'll rebook them eventually. I just don't know why. You, you just had, I couldn't go make it to the Bowery Electric show, yeah. but you had uh, uh, another two comics I really like is uh, Steve uh, Steve and Kramer. Yeah, Steve. Uh, Michael. Steve, no, Mike Kramer, Steve Gerard. Yeah. 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 Very very funny. I, so I, I feel like maybe you were, you were in the same vein of... Uh, Wacky characters, and and I've been doing the stand-up thing for since uh, February. Okay, you know it's really interesting with that show. I thought I was gonna like not sell tickets, and I sold a lot of door at the Bowery Electric. Yeah. Oh. Like initially on the web, the web app, I only sold um two tickets. Uh huh. But at the show, I wound up like ten other people bought tickets at the door. Well, that's that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. I didn't even think I was gonna be able to do that. Oh uh, wow. Yeah, so that that's that's a good show then. Yeah, it was, it really was. Um, I see you're on a sh- something book tonight. You have any idea what you're gonna do with it? I I never know until I'm I'm well, up on there. stage. So um, you're, you're like you're like improving it. Well, the 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 same stands is that I have to have energy. Yeah. I want to. Ha- I not. I have to. I want to have energy. And I want to intrigue the audience in some way, like entertain them in some way. So, as long as I pull that off, that's good. Do you ever think you like eventually, after a while, more time into this, you'll develop like a sort of narrative structure, like a joke setup punch? You never know. You never know. Yeah, I I don't hold to it, but I yeah. I I've realized like when you hold two things in your life, it it makes me. Um, I deal, you know, I deal with anxiety yeah. like anybody. Oh, yeah, of course. So this is how I deal with it. I just like, I'll just, when it drives me, I'll do it. I, I didn't realize that. I've noticed the pattern in, in adults, other adults as well. And I what didn't, is it? What is I always, it? It was always frustrated to me, like adults who just let things go until the moment that they're going to do things. But it's, it's a typical thing. We have a lot of... Um, Cognitive dissonance, you would say? Stress. Okay, stress. People, have, people are stressed out. You just have to walk around the fucking city, you know? Oh, absolutely. You know, I find it interesting, like, um, you're, um, would you consider yourself more of an artist or performer second? Like, which is first, artist or performer? <sighs> Neither. Okay. Just the energy that uh, wants to entertain. 
Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I can't. It's hard for me. Sometimes I'll grasp the labels. Like right now, it's hard for me to grasp. Who am I? What am I? I'm a funny man. I'm a fartist. I'm a... <laughs> Yes. Uh, no, okay. No, I did take your time. I, I, I didn't. I, I, I have a, a lot of time to, to spare for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving you the platform. It's more. It's more like your platform versus mine. Well, it's hours. Yeah, hours. Okay. Um. It, no, I normally for this podcast never record video footage. Yeah. But for this time, I have to because for I'm taking. For the first time, uh, film school courses. Oh, good for you, man. So I need to like get extra stock footage for stuff just to prepare for the semester. So that's yeah. why the camera's here. Smart. Yeah. Smart. So I, I'm, after this podcast, the audio's definitely going up. I got to just review the video to see if I want it. Or not. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Um, you often, for your videos on YouTube, you record on a camera. What kind of camera do you use? Just the uh, iPhone. iPhone, okay. Keep it simple. Very. It works. It definitely works. Yeah. Because I, for some reason, when I was watching videos, these are super high quality. So it's either an iPhone or like a basic, basic Canon. Ah, yeah. Um, the the current videos have all been iPhone. Okay. Have you used like other cameras in the past, like Canons, like small ones, like the. Uh, you know it is. Sometimes other people take the footage on a Canon, maybe. And, okay. And then I just repost. Repost it. Okay. That's interesting. So a lot of your stuff is reblogged on your channel. YouTube channel or is it you? Uh well there was this this video I just did with diapers. That's that's me. I edited and put the sound and Okay. I did see I liked it. Yeah. But like I'm not like other videos on the street, are those yours or a lot of them like a mishmash of yours and other people's? Well in the in the beginning when I was street performing, yeah. It was a lot of other people. Okay, wow. Yeah, because people are you know, when I started street performing is right in the beginning of age of phone video. Yes. And I I saw the the growth from crappy phone video to like high quality exceptional, phone and it was it was it was exciting in, in the beginning because you didn't know which video was gonna land right yeah and very true so my original videos were f- the ones that went viral recorded from other people it makes sense so I thought that was cool I thought that was gonna continue but kind of did it kind of did but now. This is what happens now. Okay. You, you'll do stuff in the public. People, Other people will videotape you. They'll put it on their TikTok. They won't credit you because they don't know you. Yeah. And then it went viral on people's TikToks. I did these collaborations with uh, this performer, Crackhead Barney. Oh, yeah. I've, I've met the individual. I really don't care for them. No, okay. But um, so that video I did went viral, and we didn't get... You know, they didn't give us the credit, and then it went viral on uh, Instagram, and you didn't, we didn't get credit. So if if there was a way to control that, because you you obviously you in the long run, in the short run, it's fun and it's funny. Yeah, is it in the long run you need that credit because that will remind but people. You could always like source image or it like image source it. No, reverse image source it. It's like when you put the image or video in, in Google, and it spits out its first origin. I didn't know that. Okay. Well, I'm saying if, if people really want to know who first posted, just reverse image search stuff. Okay. No, but you do make a point with that credit. Like, well, you you need that credit in the long run because yeah. you don't because in the, like all the videos that I went viral on. Yeah. I had to nag the the people that ripped off the video. 
they ripped it off from, you know, and they didn't give me credit. So I, I had to say, please give me credit. Please write my name. And they did. And, and then it surged back to me. It always does. It's just how algorithm. But, but the video was received by, let's say, 80 million people. Yeah. I only received 100,000 of those people. Yeah. So it's, it's it's just it's really the internet really is like the only example of when it works is trickle down economics. Exactly, but somehow you you don't you don't you can't control it. No, you can't. No. Uh, so like, has this uh, past like decade or so of like street performing made you more attuned or adjusted to like how the internet functions? Like, you get it more now. Like, the I get it less. Oh really? Oh, how come? It's, I'm I'm. And tell you the truth, I'm doing worse and worse. Oh wow! <laughs> so I'm just letting it happen. I'm just letting. It's just like, look, I had my moment, 2014, yeah, 2017, and then it's just like a slow, like I let I let it happen, you know. Yeah. But I I am a performer, so I yeah. I just hope that people will appreciate that, not not this this viral internet. Crap. I really I'm starting to hate it. Not you. I meant the internet stuff. I uh, know. I I I'm with you. I really really it's really testing me. I, like, it's I, not healthy, man. I don't think I've been reading more than I've been on the internet. Yeah. Good for you. I, I just I can't. Even the screen that glow is starting to like it just make me feel ill. Yeah. And then we're we're trapped by it. We we eventually you have to put something up or you have to talk to somebody. Yeah. Or you have to see who's doing what show and yeah, or or a job, obviously jobs. Yeah, but jobs don't want you to be on social media. The ones I have do. Oh shit! I do. I do a lot of like web development for people. Oh okay, so you're locked in there. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. So when I'm not working, I need to read. Good for you, man. Good. You know, I, I always do like 30 minutes for every episode, and we're about at that uh, mark. Oh, okay. I'll just give you the last five minutes. You can plug or just say whatever you want. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, what do I plug? I don't know. Look at my Instagram. My two. Li- I'm going to put an Instagram video out tomorrow. I've been editing them, and it, it's actually, I'm finding uh, fun. Okay. They're. I, I like that. I appreciate They're a little gross, so people don't like uh, what I do all the time. I thought I, thought I, I don't know. Get, if anything, give me give me a, a performance gig. I, I don't care if there are three people show up or or ten people or or you know, I, 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 I I'm I'm another performer desperate for stage time. <laughs> Aren't we all? And I'll, Are we all as performers uh, here yeah, yeah. No, I was saying, like, over the years of seeing your stuff on the internet, I've always considered it very humorous. Thank you. There's always, like, there's certain, like, street performers I've seen who are, like, not funny and awful. Uh, you're not, like, I don't know. The one I can think of is, uh, uh, what, what was it? The Jolly Cat. Familiar with that guy? Jolly Cat? Yeah. What's that? The street performer. I I haven't seen him. He no. hangs around a lot by the Barclay Center. Oh, okay. Very disturbing individual. Like uh, uh, like uh, uh, there used to be Wikipedia just listing every weird assault charge he had. Oh, the guy with the cat on his head. Yeah. No, 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 not that guy. That's a different guy. Who oh. I give. If you know who I'm talking, about, comedians who listen to this know who I'm going to talk about. The job I have not seen the job with cat in forever. Okay. Now I say that he's probably going to appear somewhere. Oh uh, yeah, probably. Anyway, uh, I'm, I'm not. Check them I'm, out. I'm not. 
I'm not lumping you two together. I'm saying you're very different people. Right, 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 right. right. Um, do do you any like last question? Like not last, but if you there are like three more. Do you like do any art like other art besides performance? Um, like drawing, painting, sculpting. Nothing. I'm I'm boring like that. <laughs> okay. I, I I like reading. I'm I'm reading this book. Uh, it's called I Am That. It's basically saying. I like spiritual stuff. Uh, Clearly, basically, basically saying I'm not my body. I'm not my mind. I'm not. I'm not my thoughts, my feelings. I'm not my external experience. I. I am the observer of all. Anything finite is an illusion. Anything infinite is what's real. That's who you are. I, I get. Yeah. No, that does make sense. Yeah. And like certain things I have in my head, I'm not gonna say. Right. 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 Um. Uh, I'm just gonna let this clock tick out. I, I, like I always ended exactly in 30 minutes, and we're currently at uh, 27. Okay. So I uh, just do, do, do like anything more to add, or just like, well, you know, um, you know, we're talking about the uh, Disney thing and uh, yeah, and and the Rick and Morty. It, it, you know, one lesson I've learned is get over yourself. That's the only way. Get over yourself, and you—that's not you. Like you're not the person that they've exploited. You know, in my head, it was like they exploited me. They give me money, and they ruined my career. But it's—it's it's all an illusion. It's just like it, there's a, there's a bigger purpose to why we're all here, and I I I would just tell people like tap into that. You know, celebrity culture is is. An illusion. It's very bizarre to also like the to like actually get like studying it because like of comedy, like the element of what makes a person or a persona famous. It's very bizarre. Exactly, you can't grasp. You'll never really figure it out. No one ever does. It feels like even people who made it, they're still like, "Did I make it?" Yeah, they're 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 in, even if you made it, you're you're not happy. the The goal is to in in learn to be one with whatever your path is. I would say that lastly, that is very true about even if you're rich, because I've been seeing Elon Musk bitch so much lately in the media. He's been complaining. Yeah, a lot. And I was like, that guy is yeah. everything and he's not happy. He's getting to his head, you know. Yeah. And that's been another installment of this week of What Is Be Idiots. Good night. Good night. And I'm going to cut it. All right. Now that you have the backstory of Matthew Silver... The needed information regarding what is happening with the rest of the episode is that um, Matthew Silver produced recently a show I went to at St. Mark's Comedy Club with the, I guess he's a comedian, he, like, he has two specials on a streaming platform I never heard of. Like I, I did the research of him because I know him from YouTube and Instagram, not from comedy of um, the person I'm referring to is Rodney Norman. And um, do, I'm going to address his stand-up later, but Matthew Silver booked Rodney Norman for a, an absolute bizarre evening at St. Mark's Comedy Club. And I recorded it secretly like a Rico informant with wires taped all underneath my shirt and pants. Not out of malice. Because these bizarre men on stage, I feel like, need to be preserved. Because out of, not information purposes, but for the pure spectacle of it, of like the show must go on kind of thing. Me secretly recording everything the whole night was not out of malice, as I said earlier, but more in like the sense of like, I want this shit documented for the public. Regarding the evening's recording, I edited out everyone 
who had a legitimate act. The more stranger elements of knights were the only things I'm displaying in the, what I like to call the abridged copy of the, um, Shell Matthew Silver put together. And, um, I'll play the edited abridged audio that evening in just a bit. There's just another thing I need to address before that. A lot of people who listen to this podcast have been messaging me on uh, Instagram and Twitter saying I need to make this podcast of a video format. And I, I'm strongly against it. I don't think I'm ready for a video format, even though it just works. The format of this podcast works best for me, where I am at life and my st- in stage and point in life, as an audio-only format. I just feel like video-based podcasts take away, but you want to watch a bunch of people just sit? Listening to a person can at least use your imagination. I feel like using your imagination, what you're about to hear, at the abridged audio recorded at St. Mark's Comedy Club from the show Matthew Silver produced, is better ima- to use your imagination, because witnessing it, it was not pretty. I feel like the, the elements of what you experience while listening to this makes it even stranger because you have to imagine the weird sounds and repetition and unusualness that it is. I'll present the abridged audio that evening. We have an amazing show for you tonight. We're going to have some LOLs, some laughs, some LMAOs. We're looking for 10,000 laughs tonight. Can we do it, folks? Can we do it? We're looking for every chuckle, every chortle, every giggle, every guffaw. Saw somebody yawn. That counts. Using the same muscles in your face. Everything counts as a laugh when you're positive, folks. Are you ready for tonight? Come on. It's all about time. Comedy is about time. It's gotten so bad. 
that I'm even climbing my own shit. I'm in the bathroom and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, I only got five minutes, oh, five minutes, oh, I can't have my, I can't have my poopy. Take longer than my actual act. And I don't know how many of you actually do stand up. I mean, a lot of people are doing it. You guys have downloaded so much stuff into your brains. You can easily do comedy. Uh, but to survive it, right? <laughs> comedy, it's going to drive you crazy. That's why I had to go to therapy. And, uh, but luckily, and I say luckily because uh, the whole building <laughs> burnt down in the fire. I didn't do it. Uh, but I say luckily because all my dark secrets are in some computer and then poof. <laughs> You're not going to get my information, AI. You're not going to get my brain. Oh my gosh. Right now I'm panicking because I'm not getting any laughs. I'm not getting any laughs. That's why I had to go to therapy. Where's the funny? You gotta find the funny. Where's the funny? I'm funny. <laughs> And so, you know, comedy, right? You gotta be a stand-up comedian. You have to be objective. You have to look at the world. You gotta make observations. Notice people. Gotta pay attention to how they sound and imitate them. It'll make the accents or you gotta impersonate them. And it's like, what are you trying to be? Are you trying to be some scientific god? And then you wanna put people down? No! No! Having said that, here's a few comedians that I've noticed. They're all following the trope. There's this guy. Oh, I'm angry. Hey, what's up, honey? What's up, honey? I'm in your face. Oh, you're lucky. Then there's, oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I knew that I'm dead inside. I'm dead inside. Ha ha, I'm here. Anyone else? No, apparently. But then you also got the wet guy! <laughs> oh, jeez Louise. Uh, you know, I'm more of a clown than anything. And uh, I, I'm just losing my mind. <laughs> and uh, that's why I have these books. I got real jokes, my boy. Real jokes. <laughs> How much I want to play. I want to play. It's all about playing. No, we already did that. Please.
want to be there would act like if he saw a platypus for the first time. Hey, Frank, come on, Frank. It's not trick or treat time anymore. Take that mask off. Oh my gosh! What? What? He drops his log. I imagine you support him through these jokes as a poet with statue. Statue. Frozen in time. Fortunately, I love pitching shit on me. You're sophisticated and crowded geometrically. Why don't you do that one more time? You're a chimney No! You're a sophisticated crowd, so I'm going to do this one. I was ordering some ordures. Oh dear. It's oh dear. Make me go out. Did your. What? order. Some ordures. Oh, the owner. Oh dear. I'm gonna go out the door. Alright. Oh, oh, oh. This is supposed to be a joke, but it's a little sad. Uh, I lost my dog recently. And he was such a cute little dog, too. And he had a huge sex drive. So I called him a Boom Cheeky. Because whenever he talked, it was Boom Cheeky Bow Wow. Oh. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, so bad. We all have a building, right? So radiator, radiator. Anybody else's radiator sound like a pump with respiratory problems? So, <laughs> I had to go get it checked. Turns out, veterinarians aren't plumbers. <laughs> so I asked to call up my landlord, and so my landlord was like, ah, oh, Mr. Fernandez, I see what the problem is. Is this yours? Boom, chicken!
I gotta do my part. I gotta make them happy. I gotta do it. 
popping and happy. Maybe it's like a third of them happy. Or a third of them are happy. Maybe two thirds. Maybe, maybe it's all of you. Maybe it's all of you here together to appreciate a moment. A moment with no time. There is no time now. We are in a timeless era. Finally, we can say and do whatever we want. Within reason! Within reason! There is a pack of wild animals you can get canceled! Nobody's getting canceled here tonight! No! Let us live on! Let us live on! Let us tune in! Drop to this ball! And lift a leg! And shake the knee! 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 Everybody, everybody, Shake your knee. Everybody, 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 everybody. Everybody! Come shake your knee. There he is. That's what I'm talking about. Shake, look at those knee shakers. Look, shake your knee. Shake your knee like you're running out of time. Like you're impatient. You gotta get out of here. Shake your knee. Shake up. Gotta get out of here. <laughs> Why are we 
we just stay at this level right here together all at the same level oh everybody grab a hand of the person next to you say grab a hand come on grab a hand to the person next to you and hold that vibrating love frequency vibrate through infinity for you this is your life hey maybe think you've got to marry a wife hey but that's an old idea why don't we just marry ourselves and give ourselves the love we need because it only takes you 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 gotta do you whatever it is
I don't care what the other comedian said about Debbie, you guys are all right. <laughs> no, we're a uh, love my life definitely to me. In fact, we're still, we still, uh, we're still, you know, we still acting here. We still got going on. Still got going on. Uh, yeah, in fact, uh, you guys, you got, you got to keep the magic. You got to keep the magic in your relationship. We still got it, but. It's not uncommon for me to wake her up at 2 or 3 in the morning a couple times a week and make mad passionate love to her. For one reason, one reason only, get her to stop snoring. Clean <laughs> 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 up time gives me an opportunity to sleep. You gotta do things to keep the bad going, keep it keep going, you know. Because there's when you're a younger man, and she's ready to go, you're ready to go. When uh, you're, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, when she's not ready to go, you're still ready to go. You're pretty much kind of on a hair trigger. Just, you know, oh, here we go. Yeah. Well, after years of uh, a lot of false alerts, things start to change. Because your body's like, look, we're not getting dressed up for nothing. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? then uh, after years, uh, like I said, 30 years with her, every time. Every day, man, how many apartments do you have? Her. What's your body count? Her. Every time I did it, she was involved. That's what I'm saying. But you gotta, you gotta give it his thing. It becomes more of a mental exercise after a while. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, okay, like the first is physical. You know, when you're younger, the nipple shows up pretty much. It's like, okay, here we go. When you get older, then it's like, eh, it's the same nipple. <laughs> you know what I mean? So then you start putting all these little weird scenarios. You know? Then after a while, it gets more involved, more intricate. You know what I mean? And it starts these little steps, and then it turns into, you know, next thing you know, you're on the Joseph Campbell Heroes of Journey, Heroes of Adventure. You know what I'm saying? So you're in the confines of your own home and everything's straight. And then sometime around page 10, there's an exciting incident, and you have to. Leave <laughs> on an adventure, and you have to find those ragtag band of misfits to come along with you, and then you go find a cougar to help guide you along the way. And then, of course, you know, you're going to find an antagonist to keep you from getting what you want, and the antagonist is a slip uh, in, the, in the, the story arc, and then the antagonist becomes part of your journey, and then you find a new antagonist. And you <laughs> The red herring antagonist, the antagonist in the real journey, and sometimes that's yourself because it's man against uh, himself. And then, and then you find you solve the problem, and then you know there's woodland creatures, and, you know, a couple dwarfs, you know, whatever it takes you to get where you need to go. You know what I mean? <laughs> so anyway, I bring this up because me and okay, me and her, she, she, we were doing a thing. She's on top, she's doing, mm, right? and I'm there trying to get into character. <laughs> and what, what happened? I was a little embarrassed. She's like, okay, 
But going back, start going uh, through my Rolodex. <laughs> oh, young people have uh, Reddit feeds. <laughs> 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 the room, scenarios. I just I came up there. I've never tried this before, and I was okay. I'll give this one. So I started. I started. I never thought. And we started visiting, and we were having the menage a trois. And so I started visiting, I had uh, two women on top of me going at it, and she was my wife, and there was another version of my wife from the uh, reality. Because <laughs> it's all I've ever known. Plus, <laughs> so even in my fantasies, I want to be faithful. <laughs> I mean, granted, it was the younger, blonder version of her, but yeah, it's still <laughs> same name, right? So it made it easy. And so, so she did, uh, so there, so I closed my eyes and vision, you know, two women on top of me going at it, and uh, I'm here to tell you fellas, that works. <laughs> Mostly because it accounted, accounted for the, the weight. <laughs> 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 okay, I just I just confess my dying devotion uh, to my love with bride, and then you guys ruined it. <laughs> well, with your impossible uh, beauty standards and uh, body negativity, so if you don't think that was funny. Uh, shame on you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love her, I love her dearly. She's never seen me. I mean, granted, you know, she's real good. She's totally good. I put on, I got a little belly. Uh, now, when we're in the throes of passion, uh, one of us has to wear a t shirt or we make farting noises. <laughs> 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 and that just scares and confuses the dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm very excited. My daughter's invented this. We got, okay, we got, okay, we got the we got four boys and a girl. She's a daughter. She's a, a female. Self-proclaimed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, she came out to us. I don't know if there's any of the homosexuals here tonight. Uh, I just want you to know, uh, if, you feel, if you feel necessary to come out to your parents, you'll nervous about it. I just want you to know that it is not necessary uh, at all. Uh, not at all. Because we've been on you for quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> we had an inkling before you did. We were, we were pretty sure. Let me just say this. We can see the stitch on that fastball coming. <laughs> but you gotta be, you gotta be ready to get the big one for her, you know, because as soon as, uh, as soon as she's done, she's gonna run on her, you know, just put it on her chat board or whatever. You want to make sure you can get a good review. <laughs> well, we know, we know it's gonna copy. So she's been under the pressure for the last three or four years. And, 
They were given to apartments. They had to take care of stay with us for a couple weeks because every duplex was ready. And we're like, sure, that'll be, that'll be great. Come and stay with us. So we knew it was coming, right? Sure enough, Jason, you gotta be ready. You gotta be ready for us, right? Day two, she's like, hey, hey Dad, just uh, some really important I need to talk to you about. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> well, I have no idea what that's going to be. She to me, she said, uh, Dad, I want, you, I want you to know that I like girls. And I was like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I like girls too. <laughs> She's like, no, Dad, I mean, I mean, I like like girls. Well, uh, I kind of like like girls too. I don't know why you're here. <laughs> yeah, but she told me, she said, oh, okay, she's not just, uh, okay, because she likes girls, but she still stuff her like boys. So she's a bisexual. Bisexual. And I thought at first, that her idea of telling me she's bisexual was just giving a little false hope that maybe at some point in time uh, she might pop out a grandkid or two by it. You know what I mean? And just thought, look, I'm not proud. I'll take a couple bastards. I don't want to take a couple I don't care. But the, okay, so the reason that she brought, said, okay, so here's the deal. So her and her friend had lived together for a long time. And uh, people always come up to me and go, hey, you guys are a really adorable, uh, cute lesbian couple. And they'd be like, that's crazy. We're just two straight, really good friends. <laughs> and, then, and then one day, her friend was like, hey, Helena, I was thinking we should do something to help protect the environment. Oh, really? I want to protect the environment more than I did. Well, I think that we should do something to help conserve water. That's a great idea. What do you think we should do? <laughs> well, I was thinking that maybe we should start taking showers together. That sounds interesting. <laughs> now you mentioned it, it sounds like a good idea because it would help and save the water and reduce our water bill. <laughs> so I'm all for it. Well, when, when do you want to start? Well, I wasn't really doing anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I don't know what I'm doing right now. Okay, Ha, 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 ha.
talked about here, in fact, he had playgrounds. That might surprise you. The playgrounds were horrifying, to be honest with you. Because uh, uh, if you go to playgrounds now, everything well, uh, well built, low to the ground, easily accessible for every child. You can have wheelchairs now. They get on wheelchairs, which is pretty awesome, right? That's fantastic. Inclusive. Everything set up according to feng shui standards. There's nice chi energy flowing around in there. Bright cheerful colors everywhere so that every, every child can resonate from all seven chakras. That's <laughs> 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 how bacterial coatings on every surface so the little kitty starts gnawing on the bars. Let him go. It's good for his gums. <laughs> but no, not my playground. My playgrounds are leftover relics from the Works Progress Administration, <laughs> a government-owned, uh, government organization that was created during the Depression to create, come up with job projects for people to do, so they felt like they were contributing to society, so they wouldn't just get a welfare check for nothing, but they have these jobs they were going to do. These people were honorable and they would do the jobs with a lot of pride. They were happy to have to be able to be able to be a part of society, but at the same time when they came to building a playground equipment for children, they wanted it to teach you a damn lesson. <laughs> <laughs> they left cutting edges in surprise places. <laughs> Everything is stainless steel. <laughs> you cannot look directly at the playground and put it in daylight, or you would go blind. <laughs> During the winter, you had a double layer because if your exposed skin touched the metal, you would probably stick. And then get someone to pee on you to get break the rules. <laughs> During the summer, you had to find someone stupid to go down and slide first to see if they were burned. <laughs> hey, it's only in second degree. Keep your knees up, everybody. Let's go. Back kids are giving slides, man. Oh, that was horrifying. You want to slide? There aren't any slides around anymore. They're already taken down because of OSHA standards. You have to use flight patterns. <laughs> 135 feet in the air. <laughs> and you chew gum or your ears would pop. <laughs> and you get to the top of this thing, remember that? Or climb up to this thing, you had to climb this ladder, it was like a 91 degree angle. Right? It's still great steps. You just slipped on the way up. You had an American standard and put it in your forehead. <laughs> hey, everybody, I think I'm learning Braille. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's fat kids. Fat kids, if we could actually make the ascent, we get to the top of the ridiculous contraption, right? We get up there. Uh, when we get up there, well, it's an embarrassing situation because in order for us to go down the slide, we we had to go sideways because you don't want to get one cheek into the channel. <laughs> Plus, you need a leg for your scissor kick to keep your momentum going. <laughs> and you want to get stick or wedged in there right at the hump right there in the middle of the thing because then they have to bring the jaws of life to get you out. 
and he is down at the bottom and said it was a four and a half foot drop to the ground. And it wasn't anything soft or fuzzy to land on. No, you know what? Asphalt. <laughs> Asphalt. In fact, we have monkey bars. 19 feet to apex over asphalt. That's why when I was growing up, nobody in my generation had ADHD because you had to stay focused. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys have been moderately adequate. Thank you very much. <laughs> what I alluded to earlier of um, Rodney Norman's stand-up. There's almost no information about him on the internet when you Google him. I had all the information about him comes from his own website. So it's hard to tell what his legitimacy is besides the following account he has on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. As I said earlier in this broadcast, uh, podcast, I was a little bit of idiots. I was familiar with him, not as a comedian, but as a YouTube kind of like strange entity. The kind of, I would say, energy or atmosphere picked up from him was someone like from someone like G-Time Johnny. Look that guy up on YouTube or uh, the old, he, I don't know, he's got to be in the 70s now. The guy from YouTube back in the day who had a ton of subscribers, Anendum. Anendum, though, was kind of an evil fuck. And G-Time Johnny was not an evil fuck. The complete opposite. So, but they had the same kind of, like, like hippie, primitive vibes going on. And look, the same, same kind of look that, like, now Rodney Norman's rocking. So, doing research on him, I, the only things I can really find about Rodney Norman, about his stand-up, was that he had two specials on a network called um, Dry Bar Con. Comedy. And, um, but they do have multiple clips, and I'm just going to address it in chronological order. So, the first clip on that website, on the YouTube channel of Dry Bar Comedy, of Rodney Norman's humor is called Fat Kids Now Have It Easy. And I'm going to play that as just like a, to get a demonstration of like him in front of a better audience. So, I guess selected for that special, or people who actually want to attend it. I, no, but people in that room last... When I was recording secretly, it was pa it was packed, and people I guess were there to see what I was trying to see—a freak show. So without that, here's the first clip from his special. You know, I'll be honest with you, this weight loss thing has been this has been a, uh, a lifelong journey. I have just seriously, I've just I've tried. I I was a fat kid. It wasn't easy being a fat kid when I was a fat kid. <laughs> now it's easy to be a fat kid. I know because I have three of them. And just in case you're wondering, I have five children, but I say three to give me some plausible deniability about which one I'm talking about. Because I'm a professional. But fat kids have it easy now, and they show up to school or whatever. It's like, oh, we love you for who you are because you, you bring a very special spirit to the group. In fact, what you do is you bring diversity. And diversity is so important because we take your diversity and we combine it with their diversity, and it makes all of us more diverse. 
So by you being a little bit bigger than the other children, you make them feel better about who they are. <laughs> but not when I was a kid. He used to get called all kinds of names. Fat butt, wide load, tubby, chubby. Yeah, mom could get a little personal. <laughs> It was really stupid being a fat kid. There's only one place you could go shopping. Sears. <laughs> yeah, you want to impress the ladies? Where's some husky? Husky. It's the only place you could find a pair of boys' pants with a 36-inch waist with a 14-inch inseam. <laughs> and reinforced knees. Stupidest thing though, playgrounds. Oh, I hated going to the playgrounds when I was a kid. They were so stupid. I mean, if you go to the playgrounds now, they're amazing. They're well built, low to the ground, easily accessible for every single child. In fact, they're even set up according to feng shui standards. You know what I'm talking about? So there's nice chi energy flowing around in there. <laughs> Bright, cheerful colors and everything so that every child can resonate from all seven chakras. <laughs> Antibacterial coating, so little Timmy starts gnawing on the bars, let him go, it's good for his gums. <laughs> no, not my playgrounds. My playgrounds were left over from the Works Project Administration, so it was built by a bunch of old dudes who were a little mad at the world, so when they built this stuff, they wanted it to cut ya. <laughs> All the equipment was made of stainless steel, so you could not look directly at the playground equipment during daylight, or you would go blind. During the summer, you always had to get a stupid kid to go down the slide first to see if he would burn. Hey, it's only a second degree. Keep your knees up. Let's go. And none of these slides are around anymore because they all got taken down because of OSHA standards and FAA flight patterns. It's like 140 degrees. It was on a 91 degree angle ladder. The, that's, uh, the, Steel great stuff, so had a, like if you slipped on your way up, you had American Standard imprinted on your forehead for a week. Hey, I'm learning Braille. And then, and then as fat kids, if we could actually make the climb, when we got up there, we had the added insult of when we went down the slide, we had to go sideways because you only get half a cheek of the chin. You get down the bottom, it was a four and a half foot drop to the ground. And it wasn't anything soft or fuzzy. No, it was asphalt. In fact, we had monkey bars, 19 feet at the apex, over asphalt. That's why when I was growing up, we didn't have ADHD kids, because you had to stay focused. Anyway, you've been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Honestly, I can see that having some merit of being humorous and funny to people. It's not my sense of humor, not my cup of tea, but I can see how people can find that funny. But I think the next two clips kind of go off the rails a bit. Like, um, I'm not going to play them in order, but the, 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 the clip I'm about to play is titled, Californians Need to Go Back to California. Thank you for, for having me. I'm excited to be back here in Utah. I'm, I'm actually a native Utahan. Thank you. Thank you. That was that was overwhelming. That was No, that's one thing I know about Utahns. We are not a proud people. 
You meet people from other states, they're pretty excited about wherever there is. People from Colorado, love Colorado, yes. People from California, won't shut up. California is the best state in the world. Like everything you do here is just stupid. You're still like we're doing California because like we have the best roads because we like have like 18 lanes. We can get like every car in the entire state on them, and we do it three times a day. <laughs> and we have California emission standards. So you can suck on your exhaust. It's good for you. <laughs> we have the best hamburgers in the entire world. We got In-N-Out burgers. And I know you have In-N-Out burgers, but for some reason you guys screw it up. <laughs> But all you Californians, all I have to say to you is, go back. <laughs> the census isn't for a couple more years. We don't need you. <laughs> but no, I you know, grow up in Utah, a little different than most places, but I do, I do enjoy life. I'm enjoying life. I'm married. Thank you, ladies. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we just, in fact, we just, uh, um, this is amazing, we just had our, f uh, we're, we're celebrating 14 years of amazing marriage. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> just, just coming up on our 25th anniversary. <laughs> They're not all winners, is all I'm saying. But no, we did have this magical moment recently where we were, we were, we were at dinner and we're sitting across from each other at the table and, and it was just this one magical moment just this, where at the same time we both looked up from our phones <laughs> and we connected. We just, you know, eye to eye. We just, we had that moment. I think every relationship needs to have just that, that pure understanding of at this point, neither of us could do any better. <laughs> so we might as well stick it out. <laughs> stick it out. It's okay, she's not here. I checked. It's honestly, I would just say, like, if you're listening to the audio, it's just go to the YouTube channel, uh, and or go to YouTube and type in Roddy Norman stand-up. Better visually, I would say. And then I'll, uh, um, play his last clip. The last clip from his second special is, uh, titled, Answering Life's Most Difficult Questions. Roddy Norman. And, and one, one time, I remember, I used to, I love going to church. Love church. There was one time, there was a lady at church, found out what I did for a living. <laughs> She was like, um, you know, Brother Norman, the scriptures teach us that um, loud laughter is not approved. <laughs> and I said, well, Sister Johnson, if you've ever seen me perform, you know that's not a problem. <laughs> but I used to have a really cool Sunday school teacher, right? But he was a little, he was a little confident. It was a little overconfident sometimes. Right? And one time he forgot his lesson, so he just he comes in. He's like, "All right, boys, tell what we're gonna do. Uh, you just go ahead and throw out any question you have about anything about uh, life in general, uh, anything you want about church, anything. And I'm gonna give you a straightforward, honest answer right now. We're all just kind of like." Excuse me. Uh, yes, uh, Brother Norman. Okay, um, 
Okay, is God, is God omni not omnipotent? Well, yeah. Okay, is, is God omniscient? Yeah. Okay, well, if God is all-powerful and he's all-knowing, would he not know everything we're going to do before we do it? And then if he allows us to do it, even though he has the power to stop us from doing it, if he allows us to do it, would not then anything uh, that we do then uh, become God's will that's making uh, free agency an illusion? <laughs> Why don't we just go ahead and play hangman? And uh, later on, I took a study philosophy because I want to find more, I can get more answers. So for, I went to college to study philosophy. It was, uh, it was a little weird. It was the first day of class, right? Teacher comes walking in and goes, <clears throat> Perhaps the most important thing that you can learn in this class is that there are no absolute truths in the universe. Back there, like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Hey. Uh, well, okay. If okay, if there if there are no absolute truths, and then you make the statement that there are no absolute truths. <laughs> What the statement that there are no absolute truths be an absolute truth? <laughs> Thus negating the idea that there are no absolute truths? <laughs> Perhaps we should just play hangman. <laughs> then I had this, this other class where all we talked about for first first week. We, it was, uh, we just, we talked about chairs. Not like how to build a chair or anything constructive or useful about the chair, but the idea that the chairs you're currently sitting on is not actually a chair, because that chair has not always been a chair, but nor for it to be a chair, it always has to be a chair. Therefore, it's only in a temporary state of representing a chair, because the idea of a real chair is an idea of a chair, and that's the real chair being the chair, and that this is just a physical manifestation of the idea of the chair, because the idea of the chair is a real chair, so this chair is not really a chair. <laughs> for a week. And then at the end of the, the, the week, we come walking in, and uh, a, he, uh, the uh, professor is like, okay, uh, we're gonna have a quiz, and uh, just take out a sheet of paper, and uh, as we've been discussing about the existence of a chair, uh, you need to defend uh, your own existence. And they're thinking, man, maybe it's not too late to go change my degree to something real, like, you know, English. <laughs> so I just start thinking about it, and then I front, I just got up. I got up and I started walking out, and the teacher, the uh, professor, said, hey, hey, excuse me, where are you going? And I was just like, uh, pardon me? Who are you talking to? It was hard to you. Me? Yeah, you. <laughs> well, I guess I got an A. 
anyway, like, my final words is that in the recording you heard earlier and being in, in uh, the room present with him on stage, I thought most of what he was saying was incomprehensible, but I guess that's his style now, that he kind of looks like he's um a hermit, I would like to say, or some kind of hippie off the grid, or... Honestly, like, I just want to say, like, this particular podcast, I'm not making it out of spite of any of these guys. I just find it incredibly... Fa these Matthew Silver, Paul Fernandez, and Rodney Norman, extremely fascinating people. And this wasn't, like, as a, like a dig at them. It was strictly, like, I recorded the stuff secretly and abridged it in terms of, like, fascination and, like, almost to the same logic of Julian Assange. Oh, to the masses, the people need this stuff. Anyway, without that and further ado, uh, this is, uh, that, that's been another episode of Lot of Speed Idiots, and I'm gonna cut it. Danger! Danger! Representing on Let Us Be Idiots Podcast. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Luby, UB, Raw, that's a real gig. That's a real gig. But I'ma stay a fool, so let's be idiots. Let's be idiots. I'ma stay a fool, let us be idiots. Let us be idiots. I'ma stay a fool, let us be idiots. They ask me how I do it, keep them coming with that hot flame. Dames take the reins, act a fool with my pin bangs. Only place I do it is the show that gets the silliest. Tired of being stuffy, so I say let us be idiots. Y'all about to know that I'm the monster with the sick flow. Call me PMS, probably million stacking. No, no, let's go. Drop lava rocks, burning infinite. Keep these bastards angry, angry bastards just don't give a Lighting their ways up, bring the real deal I feel we too much, make them all squeal Mohill in my clutch, make them out and now Ruby lighting it up, got you saying well Lengi, you be raw, that's a real gig. That's a real gig. But I'ma stay a fool, so let's be idiots Let's be idiots I'ma stay a fool, let us be idiots Let us be idiots I'ma stay a fool, let us be idiots